Yes, sir, man. We back for part two, man, of episode number 50. Had to break this bitch up, man. This shit's going to be about two damn hours, man. A mega show. Fill up that iPod real quick. Hell yeah. And uh, I want to introduce my man Fro, just got in the building. What's hey, good? Yo. Welcome back. What's happening? LL Cool P is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Shoot, apologies to Gift, man. Big time, man. The winner from episode number forty-eight. We running way behind. I take full responsibility for that for not for not remembering that. So no disrespect intended, man. So he he missed a train for us and everything. So let's call him, man. J Mac is responsible for the CPT. I am. Yes, oh, white no. guy. Fuck up, man. White guy time. This is weird. Yes. Yeah, that shit don't sound right, dude. No. Sorry, man. <laughs> what? Wait a I'm second. All confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Gift. I feel bad. I'm a dick. Yo. Gif. What's good, homie? What's good, homie? One Shit. second, man. Hold on. All right. Dude, you can put us hold on for on hold for like five minutes. I we totally deserve it. <laughs> totally deserve Yo. it. What's popping, bro? What's good, man? We do it. We do it up straight ass style, man. You call me with a mouthful of French fries. <laughs> getting on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the goddamn bus. Oh, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yo, tell us about the track, man. No Born ID real quick, man, because that shit was... What was your inspiration? Yeah, that shit was fire, first of all, but it was deep as hell, man. So, yeah, explain that one. Well, basically, man, I did that song first, man. I was thinking about going at all of the chicks, man, that I used to see running around with, like, the dashikis on, you know, <laughs> and all of, like, the African garments, and they hang out with number white people, you know what I'm saying? Like, anytime anybody black steps on them or say anything to them, they, like, got their nose in the air. Looking wild poor, you know? Yeah. Okay. So it was like, I wanted to get at them. But then as I started doing it, it kind of transformed, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I started thinking about other stuff. There was a girl I was messing with that was biracial, man. And I was like, damn, that's, that's the things that she was going through. So it transformed into what it became, you know? Okay. Yeah. I feel that, man. The shit was fire, man. Who did the production on that one? Cause that, oh, my man, Jay Soul, man. Okay. Jay Soul, man, one of the best, man. That dude is up and coming producer, man. He's hell, yo. Yeah. He actually produced another track I got coming that. Oh my God, it's gonna be a banger! It's like piece of the pie, man. Where's the year that, son? Oh, Bro. you gotta submit. Yeah, you gotta submit it. that one to us, man. Cause yeah, anything that's gonna uh-huh. be heat like that, we want to spin it for real. Yeah, yeah, man. It got me, my man Cab on there, man. My man Nova. It's gonna be bananas, yo. So I was checking out your blog. You got a blog out there. Uh, what was the URL for that again? The website address? Oh, it's called You Be the Judge, man. That's that's like some crazy shit. Like I can barely understand because um, it's like deep shit that I'll never fucking get. Seriously, <laughs> that shit is like that's like above the white dude's head, man. I, I sit there and read. I'm like, what? What? This guy's deep as fuck. I can't understand what he's talking about. What? Yeah, this guy, man. <laughs> it, ain't, it, ain't really, it ain't really like nothing complicated like that, man. It's just no, simple no. stuff, you know. Like if people, if people like took the time to like actually think and take away from it's like okay. yeah man but it's like the big thing with people man a lot of people just accept what they've been taught man they don't take the time to think for themselves and if people took the time to think for themselves then they get a lot get a lot of the stuff that i say i feel you yes sir i feel that so man what's up next for you man new cd get ready to drop man? the drop of this album man you know i got all hell for the new nigga nation coming man you know what i'm saying and no one id is gonna be on there man I joined the old love is gonna be on there. The piece of the pie pack gonna be on there. When's your album dropping? My album should be dropping on October twenty second, man. I'm dropping it on my birthday. Okay. okay. 
And go ahead and throw out your um shoot any websites you got out there, man. MySpace, go ahead and put it out there. Yeah, man, it's www.myspace.com slash the gift, man. Make sure you check it dude out, man. Blow it up, yo. Let us know when that do album it? drops. We'll post it up and let everybody know. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm definitely going to hit y'all dudes, man. Oh, good looking, man. Should we apologize for the timing, though, man? But it's good to talk with you. It's all gravy, homie. It's all gravy. All right, man. We be in touch, bro. Appreciate it, man. Get it. All right. Have a good one. 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 It's right cool, there, dude. man. Cool cat, man. I like <laughs> You stupid, brother. You, dude said, I don't understand. I don't, man. It's that. It's that. It's the Black Righteous Space yeah, shit. I want to propose this right now, man. A K Beta and Gift collabo. <laughs> we said all, this is all hail the new nigger nation. Yeah, and then, you know, K Beta is, is nigger the autobiography. That's hot. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? That shit'll make my head explode. My white little head explode. Bro, can we get the all nigger? Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is Ain't a that good idea. <laughs> Look at Fro's like looking left yeah, and right I'm, at the ceiling. He's like, I'm thinking. He's I'm on, stuck. He's processing. Man. Say. That is... Just think of the possibilities. George man. Bush will get overthrown if those two come together. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Bush, man, I know y'all peep chameleon air new shit, man. Oh yeah. Oh my oh, god. He going at he going at everybody. I, I love the oh. message. The message is crazy. I like video that. is funny. <laughs> to me, it's like comedy almost, man. That the news that news skit. The news ticker. The news ticker is, is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Did you see the shit it was saying about Mel Gibson in there? I missed that one. There's so much going on. Yeah. What did he say? They were basically, I, I can't, if I remember correctly, it was like saying that he was going to end up uh, doing something in one of the Jewish temples or some shit. He's going to be like a fucking, yeah. I was laughing so hard. I was like, that man. shit's fucked up, man. motherfuckers is crazy, man. Anyway, that shit's nuts, man. Chicken in the graveyard, man. Yeah. He, make, he makes a better white boy than, um, than Chappelle. Yeah, he do, man. He it's do. It's funny. He does. The way they had his makeup looking, he, he looked almost official. <laughs> what do you know? What do you know about white people? You gotta give him some pound, and then that's the you know the real. What do you know about white people? Like you know, I know a lot, Joe, because I work with your silly ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot now. Fully educated. Speaking bro. of white people, man, I went to a softball game. I never been to a softball game. Oh, wow! God. And I the guess... only white person to never be to a softball. <laughs> You're a different breed, Jamie. They're like, um, I got dragged to it. I didn't even want to fucking go because I know the types that hang out at this shit. And what types is that? White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said That's white. basically it. <laughs> Whites. He said white. I hate whites. my people. I hate them. No, no, tell me one of the shits you told me, though, man. No, you man. You laughing, bro. I can't remember what I told you, but, man, we showed up, and there was like, I'm not kidding, man. It was like, I just wanted to watch and see this game because my wife had friends that were playing. And, um, man, there's first thing I saw was a dude with his hat on backwards. Not like his hat on backwards. That shit was sitting on the back of his head like the, the hook, fucking... On the hook. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, like where the bill was stabbing him in his neck. Exactly. Like, like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he had a fucking ponytail down to the middle of his oh, back. He man. didn't want to be a redneck. It's yeah. protecting him from the sun. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this, motherfucker, this motherfucker was getting ready to fucking go play. He shotguns a beer. He was like, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna fucking kick some ass. He give it a <laughs> yeah, I don't know what number that fucking sound effect is, but I'd do it right now. But this motherfucker, <laughs> I think we got rid of it, dog. You just killed the redneck. <laughs> and who's the other cat to do that? I was like, well, he was about to get some money or some shit, and he was like, 
He's like, yeah, I'm about to. Um, oh yeah, there was this motherfucker. He was he's methed out. He had to have been on meth. <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker was just like this. Hold up, I'm gonna stand up and show oh, you guys. He was man. just like this. Whoa, there goes my beard. Oh no. <laughs> he goes just like this the whole time. He's standing like this. <laughs> Swinging his arms like this, you know. And this motherfucker, this motherfucker, ah. turns and and uh, we and we meet our friends. We're like, hey, what's up? What's up? We're talking, and he all of a sudden says, he he leans and I guess the guy we were talking to was was a cousin of his. He nudges him in the, in the side. He's like, hey, I'm gonna get that settlement. You're like settlement. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get that settlement. He's like, yeah, the thing with the leg. And I was, get my I was leg like, back. <laughs> And this fucker, this fucker, he could not stop moving. So he was on meth or some shit. Here you go. Get the punchline. And this motherfucker said, said, he's like, and and this dude, uh, our friend was like, so what, are you going to get an apartment or something? And he's like, apartment? Fucking apartment, I'm getting a trailer. This motherfucker was excited as shit about it, too. He's like, I'm getting a trailer. And my buddy's wow. wife turns around and she goes, she's just like, oh my fucking God. But this dude, he had to have been fucked. He had to have been yeah, on some shit, man. I mean, yeah, he had the sores on his face and all that shit. He was all fucked up. That's white ghetto fad right there, man. Yeah. A trailer. Represent. An old apartment, man. I just spilled beer on, on your floor, dude. And on that fucking note, <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into this cane, man. Dead man walking. In my A stand up, baby. Episode 50. Oh, I can't see.
with all that talk and keep on thinking I will offer you something. With you and your dogs barking in front of them hoes, clogging, gifting it, not for the coffin, you suck. Watch out, boy. Watch that dead man, tell me what he said. Watch out, boy. Watch that dead man, tell me what he said. Watch out, boy. Watch that dead man, tell me what he said. Watch out, boy. Yes, sir, baby. Episode wow. 50 once more, man. Wow. That's my man Kane right there. You were there. trying to do the clap, weren't you? Nah, oh. I'm trying to play the damn beat. <laughs> we had to do the clap special for Fro. Fro yes, loves yes. the clap. The extended clap. That sounds really Negative. fucked up. I'm not even going to say that again. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That was not cool. <laughs> That's so, funny. Bad choice of words. So, yeah, man, we've been talking about MIA, of course. We talked about the 80s, the 90s. And now, man, you, you got the up that new beat, sound, man. man. What's happening? You ripped up that beat. Oh, thank you, That's man. Thank you. This is my tribute to Miami. This <laughs> call this shit Miami Vice, man. After watching Cocaine Cowboys, oh. which we about to get into in just a minute, and listening to all the Cool and Dre, all that stuff, man, had me motivated on this bitch. For real. But yeah, man, so the new sound, though, man, yeah. it's like, to me, you got, to me, Cool and Dre is the Miami sound to me. I now, so. yeah, like right now. But like, 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 cool said in that interview, he was like, you know, they listen to '80s music before they even make their beats. Yeah. So they I mean, do. yeah, they, you know, that what I'm that, that, that '80s sound is Miami. Hell yeah! And then of course <laughs> now, as far as artists go, you got Rick Ross, man, shit, Carol City Cartel, the artists they talked about in the interview, C Ride, Diaz Brothers, yeah, Diaz Brothers on production, banging out some main mega beats. Yes, the Runners, even though they from Orlando. They fuck with Miami man, heavy. I don't even like the runners, man. Oh, you fucking They nuts. got a white dude. So what? <laughs> <laughs> you silly. That dude's, a, that, <laughs> man, that dude's a dick. Wow. This dude hating on the runners. Yeah. Kill, oh, kill yourself. I don't hate the runners. The dudes that made hustling. I like I like the runners, wow. man. I just don't like their style, man. Fucking dude. Just don't take pictures. No more talk about publicity pictures. Wow. I'm, we're probably going to go to Miami, and we're going to go to Cool's fucking restaurant, and then and I'm the going to get fucking... And the runners are going to punch you in the face. Exactly. And I'm going to say, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> My apologies. And then you're going to get a settlement and go get a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what us watch do. Hey, bro, who you feeling out my MIA, man? Ross. Ross. Yeah. So. What'd you call him? The love child of Isaac Hayes or something? <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. I Hold on. You got an Isaac Hayes, dude. Uh, you got an Isaac Hayes album cover up on this wall somewhere, don't you? Oh, yeah. Right over there, bro. He's looking at you right <laughs> there he now. Is. You can't escape that motherfucker, boy. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Ross. Hey. Shit, man. Shit. <laughs> MIA is just, they doing it up real big, man. Mm-hmm. Every And it's like a lot of people now. Then kind of moved and almost called Miami like they second home. Like you got Fat Joe from New York be down there constantly. Yeah. Yep. You got Little Wayne. Shelby and, um, moved to Miami. Yep. Little Wayne and Baby. Timbo. They had the Katrina come through. They yep. relocated to Miami. Mariah. They Still got a, there. they got a, like a one bedroom. <laughs> Mariah's thick ass. <laughs> they get a one bedroom down there. What? You said they got one bedroom, bro. Yeah. yeah. They got a two bedroom. <laughs> made one into a <laughs> toy room. Oh, wow. <laughs> don't kiss and tell. Your boy goes down there and fucking parties, don't he? Who that? 
Nobody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking my homie Cleve. What's good, oh, bro? Shit. Be down there telling me the fucking Miami life is. This, Give us some party. Crazy. Give it's us it. some censored party calls, Negative. man. Send flicks. You ain't got to say any names. Heck yeah. We can black out some people's Send eyes. Flicks. But Miami man is like he said it's like the new Hollywood man. Oh. It's like the didn't he say a lot of a lot of the girls down there assholes? Oh yeah, he said the chicks is stuck up. They said Diddy. They beautiful fuck. to look at, but he said they assholes. Fuck. Like Trick Daddy said, they bleach their buttholes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. He said it's pretty. That's pretty. <laughs> you fucked up, man. Digging a booty ass, and <laughs> asshole bleaching oh. broads. <laughs> well, Trick Daddy said that was in the water. Girls That's right. down there is thicker. He said they prettier. Their faces are prettier. He said it's in the fucking water. <laughs> but man, we about to get into the big interview, which we've been talking about, man. You heard the Cocaine Cowboys reference. <sighs> we talked with Billy Corbin. The best. The one director. of the best interviews we've had ever. Yeah. This dude. And when it comes to documentaries, the dude puts it down. If y'all haven't seen Cocaine Cowboys, go rent it. You can get it all over the place. CocaineCowboys.com. We'll sure. say it again after the fucking half hour interview. Hell yeah. Because that shit, um, usually, just so y'all, and just so everybody knows, I mean, I edit these interviews mm-hmm. to chop out the bullshit, the ums and the ands. This fucker, man, we, the whole 30 minutes we had to go because everything this dude had to say was, wow. Yeah, and if you've already seen it. Oh, my God. And you're looking forward to part two, which is coming soon, then you really going to want to listen. Cause yeah, if you've seen it, this this dude has, says a lot of inside shit that's just, yep. it seems like a movie. It don't even seem real. It's yeah, amazing. Exactly. If you haven't seen it, catch the fuck up, man. Yeah. But here we go, man. Hood Hype exclusive, okay. Billy Corbin, Cocaine Cowboy. Here we go. Delivery service at Troll Tuck Company. Yup, got things there delivered in monthly. From Ocho and dudes from Medellin. They have more bread and more blow I ever seen. Hooked up with Mickey, last name Monday. He controlled the boats and the planes that hit the runway. The travel service jumping. First dudes to pop it off. Mass in Bahamas, that's halfway and drop it off. None of this is acting. None of this WrestleMania. Had to bank with Hoodhype.com listeners, y'all chilling with Billy Corbin, the director of Cocaine Cowboys. And Billy, I want to ask you, man, we noticed that you started off you know, doing acting, we looked at some of your earlier work. When did you decide to make the switch from acting going into the directorial role? Hood High Scouts are homeless. That's some scary shit. <laughs> um, not, not a lot of people bring that up, but I mean, I did that when I was a kid, and um, growing up, it was just a hobby, you know, something to uh, pass the time. And um, I mean, it was from growing up around, you know, being on set, watching movies being made. I worked with a lot of good people and uh, realized that uh, it seemed to be cooler what was going on behind the scenes. So I, I you know, growing up watching, watching what was going on in front of the camera, I said, I think it's time to uh, get behind the camera right quick. So I did. Okay. That's what's yeah, up. And I, actually, in, in middle school, I met uh, my partner, Alfred Spellman, and we basically uh, ran the TV production class uh, when we were, you know, in seventh grade. And, uh, and that's when we first uh, started working together. And uh, we had our first production company officially when we were 14 years old. Okay. Now that was our Co- first company. Was Cocaine Cowboys your first actual documentary that you released publicly? 
Well, no, Cocaine Cowboys was our second. Uh, we did a movie called Raw Deal, A Question of Consent, which uh, premiered at the Sundance Film Festival okay. in 2001. That's that big uh, independent film festival, one of the biggest in the world that Robert Redford puts on in, uh, in Park City, Utah every year. And, and we got a lot of good press out of that. We got the front page of the New York Post uh, on that movie. Um, it was about the alleged rape of a stripper at a fraternity house at the University of Florida in Gainesville. It's pretty much the facts of the case are almost identical to the Duke rape case that we that we saw go down last year and um, the difference is that whole alleged rape was caught on videotape by not one but two cameras all night long for hours by the fraternity men and those videotapes were released to the public and so we use the videotape of the alleged rape in the movie along with interviews with the woman and with one of the guys who she said raped her and they go back and forth and argue about whether or not what you're witnessing on the footage is a rape so obviously we got a lot of attention for that <laughs> I gotta say yeah. man I got I got a question for you um do you hate yeah. Florida <laughs> I'm just messing with it's funny I was I was looking at the uh, Mass Appeal magazine they're like yeah this dude brings out the the raw rugged gritty. yeah the gritty side of Florida I mean I didn't even know. Even watching Cocaine Cowboys, man, it's the that movie. You'd think that you took the story from Scarface. I mean, it's insane how much these these other movies are based on on the reality of what was going on in in Miami. Well, you, you know what they say? They say uh, you know Florida is a sunny place for shady people. You know, <laughs> so uh, you know, so that's what we that's what we do. I mean, the name of our company is Rack and Tour, uh, which is uh, based on a, a French word that that means uh, one who tells stories with skill. And uh, there's so many stories out of Miami. There's so many, there's so many great, you know, stories to tell. And that's really what we wanted to dedicate ourselves to. I mean, our movies are really love letters to Florida, is what they are. If you think about it from a different perspective, you yeah. know, that's that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you actually wrap the movie up on a really good note. And I mean, as far as uh, the Cocaine Cowboys is concerned, and did you actually? interview these people yourself or did you have someone else doing it and you guys were yeah no i mean it, it was alfred and I. we were all on set the whole time I mean, the whole rack and tour okay. crew was there for each and every one of them. we shot them ourselves we, we, we conducted the interviews ourselves absolutely yeah you know it's interesting you said about scarface and it being the real scarface i mean oliver stone uh, who wrote the script the screenplay for scarface uh, brian de palm of course directed it he came down to miami in, in the early 1980s to quote research that shit, so, oh, and, shit. and Oliver Stone is a very hands-on researcher. Let me tell you that, and, <laughs> and it really, very, he's a real nose-on, you know, researcher. <laughs> and and, and uh, you know, and and he but he really immersed himself in the culture. And it's I think it's a testament. I think Cooking Cowboys is a testament to what an outstanding job that he did researching Scarface and putting that movie together because it is so accurate. In fact, a lot of people will, you know, after they see Cocaine Cowboys especially, will say that it almost looks like they toned that shit down because it would have been, if they, if they really, if they did it exactly as it was happening, it would seem way over the top, you know what I mean? But, but, that, but that was exactly what was happening in Miami at the time. In fact, even, even worse than Scarface depicts it. And, and Oliver Stone really did his homework down here. And you have to remember, all of these guys, John Roberts, Mickey Monday, Griselda Blanco, uh, Rizzi, all these guys were operating in Miami when Oliver Stone was here writing the script for Scarface. Oh, that's a good so point. Kind of, exactly, so all the shit that he was hearing about on the streets in his research... All that shit was what these guys were doing. Oh, man. So, you know, and when you think, I mean, I, I mean, okay, John Roberts, he and his blonde model, you know, Ford model girlfriend go to Colorado and they buy cougars and they got fucking mountain lions <laughs> wandering around their property. So, I don't know, flash forward 
Flash forward three or four years, Tony Montana gets married, and what does he what does he give his wife as a gift? His his beautiful blonde, you know, model girlfriend, the wife as a gift, a fucking tiger. Right. So like so. I haven't spoken to Oliver Stone. I don't know that he was ever at John's house or whatever, but, like, I mean, a lot of this stuff is, is, is right on the nose. Griselda Blanco's uh, last husband, Dario Sepulveda, we saw a DEA surveillance photo of him from 1980-81. And this guy is wearing, I shit you not, a big white suit with a red shirt with the collar out, you know, open <laughs> shirt with the cougar hand, with the bling, with the collar, the red collar over the white with a white coat and we're like holy shit that's fucking Tony Montana's suit you know and with the, the white jacket the white slacks the red shirt open I mean everything and I'm like that. and that's three years before Al Pacino wore that suit you know in, in, in Scarface and you know we were just like so this is what Oliver Stone was exposed to was all the shit that we document in Cocaine Cowboys now, now I want to ask too how accessible were the people you talked to I mean was there any difficulty mm-hmm. at all getting in touch with these people or were any of them kind of hesitant to speak out on it well yes i mean truthfully yeah because there's a whole list of people that we were in touch with that never agreed to be interviewed wow. that we didn't interview i mean you got miguel perez the other hitman he's that crazy motherfucker that took the um that took the the the, the bayonet at the miami airport well, i was wondering if he would, died i was wondering yeah, if he died yeah. or whatever because he just kind of disappeared yeah uh, well Papa Mejia was a guy he stabbed. That guy survived. I think he got killed later. But Miguel Perez, the hitman, you know, I mean, that's actually you're right about that. We we don't actually tell you at the end what happened to that guy. That guy will actually be getting out of prison in about six, seven eight wow. years, I think, which is some pretty scary shit. And um, <laughs> yeah, that that actually and, brings me to a question: Did you catch any static from doing the film? I mean, were you getting threats or anything like that while you were putting together the film? Uh, no, not while we were putting together the film. After the film, though, uh, Michael Corleone. Michael Corleone Sepulveda, who is Griselda's youngest son, yeah. he did reach he did reach out and show up at the office of our executive producer oh, on the movie, shit. and he was no, no he was cool. Oh. Um, he said that his mom that his mom saw the movie on DVD <laughs> in Colombia and that uh, she liked it. Wow! And we're trying to work. So you know, we got Cocaine Cowboys two coming up. So I, we're going to try to maybe you know see if she won't make a cameo appearance in something you know in one of the uh, maybe cocaine cowboys three or four or something that's funny me and major were talking about that we were wondering you know whatever happened to her but you know because we were talking about at, or at the end of the uh, movie how basically she got deported and yeah. i think what was it one of her other sons was killed i think wasn't it uh, yeah i think two, uh, well two of them at least two, two of them, them. maybe okay. three of them so I mean, in in the it's like nobody ever knew what happened to her, but obviously she's uh, yeah. She's well, still in, around. in fact, what happened is her sons kind of the same path. You know, they got busted, they got mm-hmm. deported. I mean, pretty much within weeks or months of them being deported back to Colombia, boom, they were they were murdered. The sons and and so everybody kind of thought that maybe you know the same thing would go down with Griselda. But you know, it's it's been so many years, you know, and and she kind of has the money and the resources to be able to. You know, keep I guess keep herself. I mean, it's it's got to be a shitty life, you know. Yeah. But at least she's she she can keep herself moving and hopefully keep herself uh, for her sake keep herself safe. I'm sorry, one any chick that uh, that's down for murdering kids and families, I will not fuck with. It's you know it's incredible because you know you walk away from the movie and we have a lot of interesting characters right there in the movie talking to you first person. And but the the one character that everybody walks away with going like that was the best character. Everybody says Griselda, you know. Definitely now. Scary. I want to ask you this, man. Any plans to do a feature film based off some of maybe, you know, taking a character from Cocaine Cowboys and maybe doing a a film instead of the documentary? Or are you just strictly going to stick with a documentary? 
Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we're doing the documentary series of Cocaine Cowboys movies directed DVD, but we are actively developing a, a feature, uh, you know, on, on the life of times, life and times of Griselda Blanco. Oh, and, yes. uh, you know, right. we, we think that, that that's sort of, you know, I mean, talk about the real Scarface, you know, I mean, that's, that's the story right there, and there's so much more to her. I mean, she's such a, you know, fascinating and multifaceted character that you just, you know, you, you leave the movie. I feel like, you know, Cocaine Cowboys, you just kind of tease, you know, that yeah. story. You know, you're just like, you just want more. You want to know more. You want to know everything you can know about this woman. That's why we're making Cocaine Cowboys, too, to give you even more. We talk about the murder, the actual murder of her husbands in the second movie and all this kind of shit that, that we didn't have time to get to in the first one. But, but there's no question that if we can, you know, find a really good, strong way in terms of the screenplay, in order to condense her life story and just you know, you know into like one perfect Scarface like epic, you know, oh, we're definitely, we're, yeah, we're really trying, we're really trying to make that happen as quickly as possible, especially because there's so much, there's so much heat on it right now, you know, and oh. a, a lot, a lot of guys are coming out of the woodwork, you know, a lot of powerful, powerful people, especially in the hip hop community, who want to get behind it and push it through and see it happen in Hollywood. Now, now, quick question, man. This, you know, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who would you like to have play that character? It's, you know, I, 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 I've been thinking about it for a really long time. I'm talking years now, and, and I have not nailed it yet. I mean, I've got some ideas, but I haven't nailed it, and I don't want to say until I feel like, oh, shit. You know, you know I, feel, I feel like um, when we were talking about, like, my producer, Alfred Spellman, he said, you know, who do you want to do the music? on Cocaine Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, there's only really a few people that I want to do it. He's like, well, who's like your wish list? I said, well, first, Jan Hammer, because that guy wrote four years of Miami Vice music. You know, yeah. he, like, he, he like scored the 1980s. You know, he did the Miami Vice theme, he did Crockett's theme, he did all that shit. And then I, the only one I, I think it was on my list was Giorgio Moroder, who did the Scarface soundtrack. You know, and, and, and that was pretty much it. And, and so he started with Jan Hammer, and, and I just feel like we, you know, we fucking nailed that. You know, it was like the perfect you know, casting for, for, the, for the music for, for Cocaine Cowboy. So I kind of feel the same way about this. It's like, until I got the perfect, perfect idea, it's really tough. I mean, you know, and what do you think? I don't know. Um, I mean, I think, you know, after seeing her, I mean, in Hollywood nowadays, they can do a lot of different things with makeup and, you know, making a body type. That's the thing. A lot of people throw out, like, just the names of, like, a lot of famous Latin actresses. You know what I mean? But then it's like, but you really got to pull something off here, though. You know what I mean? You it's it's, it's, it's going to cover a lot of years. It's going to, it's a, it's a complicated character. That's, she's cold-blooded. I mean, so, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely cold-blooded. So that's, that's real tough. I don't know either, but. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm telling you, and I've been thinking about it for years, and I still, I, I got some ideas. I still, I still feel like I haven't nailed it yet. But I also feel like when we start taking meetings for it, someone's going to walk in the room, and you're just going to feel it too. You know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to think maybe this person will be right, and then they'll walk in, you'll go, "Fuck, that's Chris. That's the Godmother." You know. Hell yeah, that's cool. I think Rosie O'Donnell would do well. <laughs> um, yeah, she does got the cold blooded thing. Um, so, so the you know Noriega, he did um, he did a track, uh, you know, with that Cocaine Cowboys track. Is, yeah, did you guys Cocaine hook up Cow with him? Did. did he come to you guys, or did did you guys look him up, or how did that work out? Well, you know what happened last summer, about three months before Cocaine Cowboys came out in the theaters, we got the shit bootlegged out of us. Oh no um, shit. 
the movie started showing up everywhere. We, we started having some of our guys who work at Rack and Tour, they come in, they're like, I was just at the flea, the Cal City flea market, and these guys are selling it. They said they sold thousands of them already. I just went to the barber shop in Miami, Gar- in Miami Gardens. They played it on a loop, on an endless loop, all day, every day, on two TVs Aww. in the barber shop. There's guys in there who say they've seen it 30, 40 times. They just sit there and watch it all day long for weeks and whatever. And so we realized that, that you know, the cat was out of the bag. And, I mean, who's ever heard of a fucking documentary getting bootlegged? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, so it's like, obviously, we knew there was some heat on the street for it. And so, you know, we were shooting this this series called Clubland about the South Beach, the behind the scenes of the South Beach nightclub business. And so we had these crews every single day working on this show. So I said, you know, let's be positive about this. You know, they say, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, right? You know, so I said, fuck it, let's send the crew out to the flea market. And let's just start doing I came up with this idea for an, a web series called Streets of Miami, the Cocaine Cowboys Phenomenon. Hmm. And we basically just started in these little two or three minute webisodes that we put up on YouTube. We started tracing kind of like, you know, how this, the, you know, what the response to this movie was on the streets of Miami, just the bootlegging phenomenon. And then we went to the barber shop and did an episode at the barber shop. And then, we, you know, and then, we, then people started coming out of the woodwork. We started hearing from Pitbull. We started hearing from Trick Daddy. We started hearing from Nori. We started hearing from Cool and Dre. We started hearing from Khaled. We saw all these people, just one person after another. Um, you know, we were just we were getting in touch with the people who work with us or whatever, with Pharrell, with all of these people. And then we, every, a bunch of people said, like, well, we want to do a Streets of Miami episode of our own because they, they, everybody wanted to acknowledge the fact that they were, you know, they were people who had seen it first. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then we had all these guys. So if you go to YouTube and you street search, you search Streets of Miami or Rack and Tour or any of that shit, you'll find, or Cocaine Cowboys, you'll find these episodes. I think we've got like over 300,000 views of all of these episodes. So basically, we, we kind of turned it into a commercial for the movie, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, like we tried to make the best of, of a bad, of a bad situation, you know, uh, with, with that, uh, you know, but, but, but like, and that was when we got in touch with Nori. And Nori at that point had already taken one of Jan Hammer's original score cues from the from the movie, from the music from the movie, and he created a beat out of it. They had already used the bootleg to rip dialogue <laughs> from the movie that they used in the song, and he just like basically he, wrote, he just. He just wrote all these 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 verses that were just like the story of the whole movie, you know, separated with dialogue and everything. And I was like, this is great. And then um, and then a couple months later, and that was on our we did a mixtape for Cocaine Cowboys uh, that came out. Um, fuck, what was that? Probably around last November. I didn't and then see just that. A few, Where can I get yeah, that? At? I don't know. I mean, I know it was online for a while, okay. um, but I mean, you can probably just, you know just Google. Cocaine Cowboys mixtape. I, they they, right. they just gave me a. They just gave me one when when, when uh, as soon as it, when it dropped in, in November and then um and then Nori a few months ago they, they they called up they said we wanted you know can we get some footage from the movie we want to do a music video of the Cocaine Cowboys uh, single um, which at that point had gotten like I don't know like a hundred thousand listens on his uh, you know hundred thousand plays on Nori's MySpace or whatever so they they did this music video. They put it up on YouTube. They put it up on MySpace, and then MySpace banned the fucking thing. Yeah, didn't it? It had some of the footage in there, right? Or did they ban well, it because it, it was of, vulgar or something like well, that? Exactly. They banned it because it had the dead bodies. It had the yeah. drug content because it used footage from the movie. So the movie's an R-rated movie. You know what I mean? So it's like, so it's a, it's a hard R because you know we got dead 
dead bodies and you know yeah. people doing drugs and everything so you know so so they yeah basically violated their you know their their policies or whatever so but it was still available on YouTube so the same day that MySpace banned it Nori does this interview Okay, it goes. The interview goes all over the internet in one day. Like ten thousand people watched the <laughs> watched the music. So we we sent we sent MySpace a little thank you email for that. You know, yeah, we no thanked them for banning the. <laughs> <laughs> was was uh, Mickey Monday? Was he uh, was he really as big as an asshole as he appeared to be in the movie? I what got does that mean? He, this dude. I mean, he was like tearing into everybody. He was calling all the drug lords, like, he was calling them, like, small time and shit. Is that, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't even catch any flack from well, from, from even you know, Columbia and Mickey, shit for the... Mickey, Mickey Monday's a redneck, you know what I mean? I mean, he says it, he says it himself. He says, I'm a redneck, you know? Yeah. He's like, and, 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 you know, he's just a, he's just a big, and he's a big motherfucker, too. I mean, oh, is he like, really? He's pretty tall. Oh, yeah, he's a tall guy yeah i mean you can't you can't miss this guy he walks into a nightclub in miami he's got his fucking cowboy hat on you just gotta look straight <laughs> up in the air and you see him you know um but dude like, reminds uh, me of don imus to be honest with you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, he looks, he's an old white boy that's what, that's, what, that's what i'm saying so it's like yeah. that's what he is and so you know and, and so he's you know this is a guy though and but, but you know the guy's fucking macgyver you know what i mean because like yeah. everything's got to be just right and everything's got to work like clockwork oh some of the so, shit was genius i could not believe like yeah. the, the thing with the flatbed trucks and all that that is just yeah. i mean the, the only that's the one problem i have with your movie man and it, it you know what it is it's it's with any movie is i just want to see the guys get more get more get more and i don't want to see them lose and they always freaking <laughs> lose man it's like good fellas i mean it's it's a it's because it's a true story man that you're eventually going to get busted but man damn it do i hate well, seeing them lose <laughs> you know john, john robert says and you know in, in 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 this in this game you either end up dead or in jail you know, yeah. and, and somehow both he and Mickey, you know, I mean, yeah, they landed in jail, but not not now. You know what I'm saying? They're right. out now. So I'm I mean, surprised they, they, they got out. Break the rules. For all the shit they well, did, it's amazing that they're actually, out right now. It's a really interesting story. They got busted. This is the, when they got busted. The FBI and the DEA were quoted as saying at the time that this was the most sophisticated drug trafficking ring that they had ever seen up to that up to that date. Now, what does this mean? This means that they're learning shit from this crew. You know what I'm saying? They're they're learning that that these guys are outspending them, they're outgunning them, they're outmanning them. That they're they're dealing with some serious shit here, and, and unless the feds upgrade, they're never going to be able to catch these guys. So what happens? A year after these guys are busted and get sentenced to what, like nine years, ten years, whatever they get sentenced to, Congress acts and they do they do mandatory sentencing. Sentence guideline reforms. Basically, for the shit that John and Nikki did a year earlier, now you get life. But because these were the pioneers, they got busted before the government could act, basically. So, literally, if they, now everybody says, well, if they got busted a year later, they would have gotten life. I say maybe not, because it's only because of guys like this getting busted that the government said, shit, we gotta, you know, we gotta make the punishment more serious here. And so these guys got 10 years, and, and less than a year later, uh, the, the United States government says, if you do shit like this, you got to really, you got to go away for life. Otherwise, the amount of money involved, ten years in, you know, ten years in prison is not a deterrent. You know, so that's that's actually an interesting story. N- another thing that we don't touch upon in the, uh, you know, in the first movie. Yeah. So I, in, yeah. The, in the second one, I, you guys did cover uh, the Godmother a lot in the in this movie, and um, so in the second movie, there's you still yeah. have. I mean, there's plenty to talk about in the second one. Is is Rivi coming back for the second one? Yes. Yes. He is will, that dude scary as hell to interview? Because, I mean, just watching him scares the piss out of me the way he's like, oh, yeah, just kill him. 
you know, we just kill I got to tell you, Rivy, what's so scary about Rivy is how not scary he is. You know, because he is just about as cool of a cat as you can ever meet in your life. Yeah, and I mean, guy is just smooth as fuck. He'll describe a yeah, murder and, and, and just be well, nonchalant, just you, like it's a regular story. <laughs> yeah, you sit there and, and you're, you're you're watching him and you're you're, you're talking with him and 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 it's, every once in a while you got to kick yourself in the head and go, this guy's talking about like machine gunning women and children in broad daylight in the middle of the street because. It's just like he's, he's talking to you about the weather outside or about the football game last week. You know what I mean? And just there's just something so, I mean, it's chilling when you think about it, but when you're sitting there, he's so disarming. You know, he's so charming and he's so laid back and you just, you let your guard down so easily with him, which is probably why he was so good at what he is, you know, and what it is that he did, you know, because you could, he could sneak right up on you and, you know, and, and just, just be all smooth and, and just, you know, chat with you. And then the next thing you know, guy's got a fucking Mac 11. <laughs> <laughs> on the second movie we you yeah. know, noticed that you were doing uh you know a thing for independent artists to submit their music to go ahead and get featured in the second film man i mean us being a hip-hop based website how did that turn out did you get some pretty good music to use for the second you know we, cocaine we, cowboys we got some pretty strong entries um it was it was uh it was some stiff competition i believe that we wound up going with a group out of oakland um, because the movie takes place in Oakland, actually, the vast majority of it. Um, it it's called uh, Cocaine Cowboys 2, The Godmother Returns. And uh, it's re- it really picks up exactly where Cocaine Cowboys left off with the godmother going away to prison. And, um, you know, we, we discover that even in federal prison, she is still running a $40 million a year cocaine business right from, right from the prison. And, um, and so what happens is she gets a... She was busted in California. She was doing her federal time in a, in a women's prison in California. And um, a local guy, black kid, uh, in his early 20s, Charles Cosby, writes her a fan letter in jail saying, you know, I, I heard about you and what you've done and, and, you know, you're my idol and on and on. And, and the next thing you know, they start up this phone, this pen pal phone relationship where they're talking to each other five, six times a day on the phone. And this is and a guy from uh, the trailer, right? Yes, that's yeah, yeah, that okay. yeah. And so, I mean, he, you know, and, and so the next thing you know, um, she's supplying him with cocaine and he is carrying, he's fucking her in prison. No he goes shit. to prison, they pay, the, they pay the guards $1,500 cash when he comes in. They go behind the curtain in the multi-purpose room where, the, you know, where they, they meet for visiting hours and, and he fucks her and then they go back. And, and they, they basically carried on this love affair for years in, while she was incarcerated. And, I mean, within... Seven days of his first visit to her at the prison, he a woman showed up at his door with 50 kilos of cocaine, compliments oh. of the godmother, and said, go out and sell this and see what you can do. And uh, basically, within about three months, with, with getting a 10 or to 10 to 20% commission, this, this kid was a millionaire. Jeez. I mean, and he, he, he was selling crack on the streets of Oakland. You know, I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, a grand a week, two grand a week, whatever, you know, whatever he was doing it at his height. He just did not have, you know, the demand was there. He just, nobody had a supplier like Griselda Blanco. And this guy was, you know, sleeping with the godmother and, and next thing you know, being supplied by the godmother. And then, and then he was the biggest fucking thing in, in East Oakland. Man, I gotta be honest. This does not even sound like it could be real. This sounds like a goddamn movie script. This is insane. <laughs> Dude, Listen, you, I, you can't make this shit up. No uh, one would believe you. No shit. That is, it is just, it's just amazing that this, this really took place, man. I, it's just, I gotta tell you. As cool and weird as it sounds, 
the story gets so much more bizarre, you can't even believe it. You're it's kidding just, me. No, I'm, I'm, you just can't even believe what happened. I, I mean, and I mean, the again, second one, or are you talking up. about you talking about number three, or I mean, you're doing a whole series, you said? I'm, no, I'm going to the, the second one. I've just given you like the bare bones. Okay. I mean, like, and I mean, you're right. The set. I just gave you the setup, and the setup in and of itself is fucking ridiculous. It is. You know? I mean, it's <laughs> it's amazing. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's it gets what happens in the story. I mean, when when he starts fucking this white woman that he met on visiting day at the prison, whose cousin is in prison with Griselda, and then Griselda finds out about it, hires a private detective to follow them around. Holy shit. I mean, she and, killed his family and all his ev- well, fucking elders well, and everybody. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's, <laughs> that story certainly ends in gunfire. And, oh, my I mean, it's, God. it's just absolutely, I mean, you just... And, and, and then Griselda hatches a plan on how she's going to escape from prison. And she and she recruits Charles to, to help her with it. I mean, you, and you can't oh. believe what that involves. It's so, just, it just it's just so. so and again, if you made it up, nobody would believe you. So this shit's got to be real. I can't believe. So when is this dropping? When is the movie drop? Uh, before the end of the year. Okay, excellent. Uh, before the end of the year, uh, direct to DVD. Okay. No theater bullshit. Just direct to DVD. Yeah, so I hear that's where the money is anyway these days. So. Well, you know, we 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 we'd like to we'd like to at the, at the very least. You know, the least the bootleggers can do is buy it from us before they bootleg it. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? like, exactly. So, you know, Good at point. the very least, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get, you know, we'll be able to we'll be able to move, you know, sufficient weight before before they start ripping us off, you know. Right. So, all right. Well, uh, we're going to try and wrap it up. But real quick, what's what's this Clubland.tv about? Yeah, Clubland.tv, uh, that, should be, that should be premiering in the fall. It is a... Uh, documentary web series about the opening of what has become the hottest South Beach VIP club, uh, Mokai. And we were basically following these guys around for nine months and watched just this dog-eat-dog backstabbing competition that happens with, with South Beach nightclubs and when they're competing for you know millions of dollars in terms of bottle service and everything. And this, this nightclub has become the place where, I mean, this was a story out of, uh, out of uh, the Super Bowl. This was the party where Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes were at. This was the party where Justin Timberlake and Scarlett Johansson were making out, that all that news came out of. This was the place where they were. I mean, this is where all the hot parties have. This is where Quincy Jones hangs out when he's in town, Pharrell. Every, all the A-listers are, are here at this place. And we were with the, the owners for the nine months that it took for them to open this place up. And they thought it was going to take three or four months. But then you don't know what these people, these club owners, will do to each other. Calling the cops and, and blowing up the Transformers. And, I mean, it's just, if they want to keep you from, from, you know, if they want to keep the competition from opening, they will do fucking anything. And we were there and we caught the whole thing. And it's like, you know, it's the real, you know, if, if you ever wondered what this shit was like during the day, you know, behind the scenes, what, what it took to, to make South Beach nightclub business uh, uh, you know what it, what it took to make it pump. I mean, this is this is the story. It's it's pretty it's pretty outrageous. And thanks, you know, to Cocaine Cowboys and all this stuff. Everybody like we just got 100% access. We were just there for for the good, the bad, and the ugly, and it got really fucking ugly. I gotta give you, I gotta give it to you, man. You got a gift for finding controversial shit, man. Some of the stuff I wouldn't even have thought about. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Oh, uh, well, wait, wait, wait till you see what's coming up. I mean, Rack and Tour. If you go to rackandtour.com, it's r a k o n t u r dot com. Okay. I mean, everything on our on our slate coming up is just, is just, you know, it's just hot stuff. Two thousand seven's a big year, then, huh? And two thousand eight. Two thousand eight will be even bigger. Oh man, can't wait to see what you got, man. <laughs> Keep it up, man. Thanks. Keep it up. Seriously. So, all right, Billy Corbin, everybody, the director of Cocaine Cowboys. You probably read about him in Double XL, uh, As Is Magazine, Mass Appeal Magazine. 
definitely check him out. Uh, it's www.rackhandtour.com. Uh, we will have the link posted up on the website. And uh, I think that's it, man. Thanks so much for your time, man. This has been thank you, guys. It's been a great, great half hour, man. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. Thank you, man. All right. Yes, sir, baby. (laughs) Pro is doing a quick mic check for you, man. Man, wow, shit, man. If you if you're a lover of Scarface, you know that you're rewinding in that whole interview right now. <laughs> exactly, man. All I can't believe stone. how that shit that dude went. He just it was cougars hit after <laughs> cougars, <laughs> nigga. Hell yeah, man. Hit after hit, this dude, man. Oh my shit, god, classic, man. Billy, man, Billy, you are more than welcome back on the show for any other shows or any other documentaries you put together, man. That shit is wow. Heat, man. www.cocainecowboys.com. Yes. Or www.rackentour. Rackentour. It's R-A-K-O-N-T-U-R.com. We're going to post that up on the website. Yep. Check it out. Film company, man. Hot that shit is right Miami. There. Drugs yes, mean Miami. When I think hey, cocaine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when I think cocaine, I think Miami. Hey, that's a bad thing, too. I know, but. but it's like he was saying. What do you say? Miami's a, a sunny place for shady characters. Man. Yeah. That shit is the fucking it's truth, the truth, man. It's like, it's a lot of. It's gritty shit down there. It's funny. I was reading an interview with, um, or actually, I was looking at, at YouTube on those um, those videos he was talking about where the dudes had bootlegged his uh, DVD, and mm-hmm. uh, they actually went through and well, it, like he said in the interview, they interviewed these guys um, in in the flea, one of the flea markets in the Carroll City flea market or whatever it was, uh-huh. and uh, they were talking about you know the shit you see on TV is the big you know Bank of America buildings and the big ass fucking skyline and Miami Beach and shit, but you don't see. You know, you don't see the real what goes on in three on the in the three hundred five. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. see like the fucking gritty shit, the the crime and the everything sunny Miami. And you know, yeah. they try they're trying to keep that image. But man, I still think cocaine when I think Miami. But that's yeah. just me. Cocaine and beautiful women, hand <laughs> ass cheeks. Yeah, exactly. Bloody, bloody nose, exactly. And Latin ass cheeks. Oh. That that shit is. Straight out Ooh, the water. You know, speak, speaking of that, what's happening? We were having a talk the other day about mixed races. Okay. And you were saying white, a white chick, or a chick that's white and black mixed black. is black. Plain and, and simple. And then a For chick sure. who's Mexican and white mixed is Mexican. Yeah. I, yes, sir. I, so, I can't believe you didn't notice. Okay, like, but see, I never thought of Mariah. I, I got. I swear to God on this, I never thought of Mariah Carey as being black. Or white. I just thought she was just a fucking mixed chick. I mean, that's the way. With I th- a big upper lip. Yeah, and she's fucking five. <laughs> she's huge. Fucking yeah, big I'll old titties and lip. round ass, yeah. motherfucker. Anyway, but so what? So you never thought her was a black chick, for real? No, I mean, I know she was. I know she's half black, but I'm just saying that you know your brain wouldn't let you accept it. No, I. <laughs> you trying to claim no, her? I'm just saying she's to claim mixed. Her Mac. She's just a mixed chick. I mean, I never. You know what I mean? I think of it as a whole other thing. You know, beige people. He said beige people. Yeah. Nah, man. But it's like my brother a, said, man, it'll be a good day when everybody's beige. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge you to email me. Fucking real, though, that's how the world looks at it, though. In the world's eyes, man, if you got any minority in you mixed with white, you're the minority. So what if, you're two, what if you're a mix of two minorities? What if you're Mexican and black? You're just... Blackskin. Blackskin. Black <laughs> yeah. Oh, you fucker, man. That ain't right. Real, Most of the time, you're going to be Puerto Rican. That's the way it's already. So, so black and Chinese is black and ease. It's, it, it only it's a rare it's a few rare people dog that might be like 
like their parent, one parent's white and the other parent might be mixed black and white. So they three quarter white. And some of them, you can't even tell. They look like yeah. Chameleon Air in his video. <laughs> yeah. Even the yeah. chicks, they got the mustache. <laughs> Toupee. Hell yeah. But you, you know what I'm saying? Some of them, uh, you know, get by. Yeah. But and black and Mexican, use the nigga. Pretty much. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, honestly, yo. So like, so, like, you think of Fat Joe as being a uh, a black dude? Nah. Because he's, he's Mexican. Reporter, oh, no. He's, oh, this, this takes me to another thing that I had to ask. What's that? What's Nori? I'm race. Now, huh? Nori is mixed. Black He's Puerto Rican, right? Black and Puerto Rican. Yeah. Okay, so what He's do you... I consider him a black dude, though, because I, I didn't oh, even know yeah. he was Puerto Rican, to be honest, but Noriega just didn't give it away Thought to me, I guess. spoke Spanish. Because he was from Spanish. Iraq. He said he, he was from Iraq, he so I thought he was from Iraq. He talks He said Iraq. I thought Iraq. He said he had animal cubs. I thought it was his little brother or something. Anyway, no, no, no. Is that so, right? so. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, man. What are you saying, though? What's your other um, question? Puerto Rican God, there was, I, now, if I can even recall it. That's what he, that's about, what about the N word, okay? Yeah. It's okay for Fat Joe to say it. Yeah. It's okay for, well, obviously, Noriega to say it, but like, it's okay for Hispanic dudes to say the N word, but why was it a big fucking deal when J Lo said it? Because she's Hispanic. It wasn't no big deal to me. It's a big deal to the Sharptons because they got problems with black people saying the word. So did he ever, do you think Sharpton had a problem with Fat Joe? And if he does, then why the fuck isn't he he queuing up every fucking song Fat Joe does? Because Fat Joe probably ain't big enough in his eyes to even pay attention to. He probably is too busy fucking spanking it to pictures of J-Lo. She's at the N-word. Fuck her. (laughs) Yeah, fuck them. People like that, man. Fuck them. But honestly, though, man, I'm going to fuck your mind with some other shit. Okay. This is what I peep out. In the Latin community... Honestly, dog, Puerto Ricans is the niggas of Latins. For sure. And, I, you need, and hey, Miami, if y'all disagree with me, holla at me. But that's how I see it. Because, like, I got some Mexican friends. They look down on Puerto Ricans and Cubans. Really? Puerto Ricans. Yes. I swear to God. They racist within their own within they own Latin American community. They look down on them as being, what's, I mean, I'm going to put it out. This is what I hear. Man, fucking dirty PRs. Whatever, whatever, PR, whatever. They say yeah. PR. Yeah, man. I'm like, what the fuck? Man? Public relations y'all, representatives? Y'all all Latins. Yeah, but this shit is crazy to so, me. It fucked with my head, man. So are Puerto Ricans, are they, they're generally darker than other... Not, li- no, because you got J-Lo who could pass for a Mexican female oh. or anything else. I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then you got your people like Felix Trinidad who got the, you know... That dude black looks black. people here. Yeah, he look like a black dude. Yeah, yeah the so. average... The, not the, I don't even know the average, but... In general, a lot of Puerto Ricans are going to look like black people. Yeah. But okay. speak Spanish. Like Tito. He's a prime example. Yep. <laughs> he just throws you, you off. You saw Tito like, on the street. You'd be like, what up? What up, cuz? He'd be like, yeah, he be like burrito, burrito, burrito oh, taco. Shit. Yeah. Bow, you know what I'm saying? Bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> and then hit you with a left hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that shit is like. You can... <laughs> <laughs> that should have thrown you off. Tiger. Man. But that's just some shit I observe. I don't, I don't even understand it. When I hear Mexican people talk down on other races within a Latin community, the shit fucks with my head, but that's what I see. The shit is fucking crazy, man. Racist ass Mexican motherfuckers. <laughs> I have lots so, of Hispanic friends. So yeah, man, we about oh, that, no. that gives me a pass, right? Because oh, I say I have really? Hispanic friends. <laughs> there you love that where people say I, I don't hate friend. black people. I have lots of black friends. Oh, I've got really? two. <laughs> <laughs> that be crazy to me. I've bro. got lots of black my friends. My brother in law my, brother, my, brother, my, my brother in law, who I walked in on the bathroom, and I don't like him. <laughs> That's usually what he's accompanying. I don't like him. Yeah, I'm not even going to go into that. Okay, here we go. To the fifth and final. 
Who is who is the fifth and final? You got Smelly man called oh, Bitches this is and crazy. Money. Beat Fro will probably get a giggle out of this ridiculous. dude. Ridiculous. We gonna come oh. back and talk some just regular hip hop talk too when we get back. To yes, sir. Ron Hayes hey, things.
Smelly right there. Yes. Man, that shit right there. Yes, yes, yes. Crazy. <laughs> Fucking music, man. What the fuck? I don't know, up? man. Look at I didn't even touch that, dude. I touched that like five minutes ago. Did you? When the song was wrapping up. Yeah, man. Fucking Welcome to Hood Hype, y'all. This bitch, Welcome man. to Hood Hype. Fucking upgrades, <laughs> god damn it. But alright, man. Non hip hop well, not hip hop, non Miami related. What's up with Ron Isley though? Wait, wait, wait. Fro, Fro had to vent first. Fro oh, had something bad. on his mind. Yeah. What'd you have on your mind? White people. Oh. Here we go. I wish I had the banjo. I'd play that shit right now. <laughs> Next shit. time that a white person says something to me, and they don't fit a certain um, criteria, such as at least my size, somewhere near my weight, <laughs> height, build, anything like that, um... They should also not be blind with a fucking cane and a CNI dog. <laughs> they should not hit the whip. You can't hit the hoorah. You can't hit the hoorah. He hit it with his cane? Man, I come out the goddamn gas station and I don't park legally. You know I don't be parking illegal. I park legal. This motherfucker got out the car talking about, do they got a windshield wiper? Fuck all blind people today. Uh, for the rest of the day. Wow. Uh, wow, man. You wrong, dog. Can't see that coming? Let me be louder. White people. I ain't never been stunted on by no other race besides old white men. And they lucky. They lucky. Ooh, they lucky. Why the fuck you looking at me with those killer eyes? <laughs> Why are you nervous? This Why motherfucker, nervous? he's doing... Are you parked by me he's outside? A, he's are you lo- parked by me? No, man. All right. He's looking out the tops of his eyes at me, giving me the fucking evil eye like oh, he's going to fucking murder me. God. You represent all white people today. Dude. Thank you. Fuck, uh, fuck blind white men. blind too. No, man, I'm with wow. you. I hate white people too, <laughs> fucking <laughs> bastards. I told him he was lucky. I said, you can't go. You can't do nothing. What you going to do? <laughs> Drive away? You going to listen to me? <laughs> Motherfucker, you lucky it ain't me and one of the old knuckleheads. Yeah. Knock your block off, <laughs> take your cane and whip your ass like <laughs> you in Singapore. <laughs> knuckleheads. Oh, shit. So this he, he, hit, today? So he, he hit the whip for real? Yeah, we hit the whip with the door because I was parked legally. She didn't expect his blind old punk ass to get out the car. <laughs> so he opened up his door and hit my shit <laughs> as I'm about to drive away. So oh, I, I put it back in park. Man, man. I almost stuck it up with a blind dude. And his dog. <laughs> his dog was in the back. Oh, no. I would have poisoned him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Yo, it's ridiculous, shit. man. You black people. Hit Stop hating on white people. No, nah, man. We ain't no, hating on white people. Five hundred years. Bro, I think you're I think you're racist, man. Oh yeah. I hate all blind folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got smart with me too. Motherfucker. What'd he say? Oh, he got live with you? Yeah. I was like, man, let me help you back in. I'm still trying to be good. Should try to be a good, upstanding one. I said, "Let me help you right quick, so you don't hit my car again." That seems. Now he, you, you blind? Motherfucker. What did he say? You I don't know what know. it is with you people you or something. You don't even shit. know that my car is here. One, you don't know you hit it too, and now I'm trying to help you out. You're gonna be like, and I'm like, it ain't no big deal. But let me help you back in so that you don't hit my car again. This motherfucker. 
Yo, fuck blind people all day. <laughs> what he and what he say? He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal." You just hit. I my said, car. "Motherfucker, you can't even see what you did, <laughs> asshole." <laughs> <sighs> I asked for a driver's oh. license. That motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> Froze just give me the evil fucking eye oh, right now, man. No, you, yeah. you, you silly, man. Fuck silly. You just made my night with that all story. Today. <laughs> that shit. The next one, I'm going to pop off. It's, it's going to be stupid. Oh, man. Oh, man. Froze He's always doing like boondocks. Be beating up blind people. Man, man. I hope. That shit's crazy. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man, I can't top that. But I'm still gonna talk about. I'm still gonna talk about old man Ron Isley. Yeah, is he blind? Is he blind? No, he close. He's blind. <laughs> Kidneys. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Oh, so he I heard a Bill Cosby sound. Fuck. <laughs> talk about Mr. Biggs. Yeah, man. What's yeah. up? The, the pardon, man. I know y'all probably Bull. seen it. It's all over the internet, man. Frost got about, opinion on this Call up too. the White House. And get Ron Isley out of jail. Bullshit. Give him a yo, pardon. Yo, he got he got diagnosed with kidney cancer. Okay. Okay. Make him pay he, up. He's eighty. Well, how old is he? Eighty. Nah, Something. He's, he's, he's old. Seventies at he's least. He's old. He's at an age where it would suck to be in jail. He done birthed. He done. I mean, he done been responsible for the music in the background. Where most of these motherfuckers are being okay. received so as on the jury. So that, but they gonna still convict him for something that. Yeah, but you ten years. This motherfucker. This motherfucker. He he was asking for cash at every show. Yeah, you yeah you ain't paid taxes tax in ten years. Ten years. Though. That's crazy. Let me, <laughs> let, let <laughs> me get. Bro's like, I don't yeah, care. Let me get shrug, money. I'm, I'm out of that conversation. That <laughs> you let that one go. He's like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. He's like, <laughs> the boys is listening. Oh, man. <laughs> He's got an opinion. Excellent. I got an opinion on that myself. I say, look, I say, go ahead. Don't don't even pardon him. Just commute yeah. it. And then make that motherfucker be broke. Okay, that I, okay. That I agree that, yeah, with. That also, that's Something where he just at least has to pay. I'm not, a, I'm not cool with fucking pardoning it all together, man. That's unfair because if it were me or, or, or a major Lohan. or Fro or anybody, yeah, I mean, like Paris Hilton and Lindsay Ho- Lo- Hohan get a fucking way with it, but, Ho-ho. you know. Paris served her little 22 fucking days. You know what I'm sure. saying? Which was bullshit. I mean, you she know. She came out looking whiter than ever. Hell yeah. <laughs> The thing that, bitch. you know, that's Lips fucked me up with black people, man. Black people was pissed off. Yeah. And she did it 22 days, but they was mad about that. And saying she's a celebrity and she's not getting mm-hmm. equal treatment. But then y'all was turn around and send out an email yeah. asking Ron Isley to get special treatment just because he's Ron Isley. That's yes. fucked up, man. Yeah. Ain't no one I, doing I still, that shit for I still me. Think, I think Sharpton or somebody's behind it, man. Because it, I think it's more of a target toward Bush. Than anything else, which is all right, whatever. Yeah, I mean, because he, he pardoned his homeboy. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's a political thing. I think somebody's pulling it out of their ass, making it a political thing. But that's just me. I don't know, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that's what I think it is. Yeah. Ooh, anyway, knows, man. We well, probably got a bunch of 16 year olds listening that are like, "Who the fuck is Ron Isley?" <laughs> He's who you were conceived to, you little bastards. Hell yeah, man. He makes Shout everything out. that you fucking listen to, you little fucks. Baby making classics. I yeah. know I've sampled Ron Isley on beats. Look up Isley on Google and then play it for your girl. Sounded like some slick talk. He said he she sampled Ron Isley on beats. Anything else in the hip hop world, man? That's popping off. Anything else worth talking about? That's it. Huey and Nelly beef. Beanie still gay. Oh, you said Beanie's gay. We all know Beanie's gay. Wow. We've said it for three full episodes. I was gay. I was. No, I, mean, I, I shouldn't say we. I'm Beanie saying. Did you see Beanie that video? Beanie, who you, you saw the video? Beanie Siegel. 
Yeah, I think he was just blow. I think he was high. He was dude, blow, God, blow, look, blow look, look, look. The second we're sitting there and one of you dudes are standing there in front of a camera and I'm rubbing on your face and like, eh, and like looking at you like affectionately oh, and lovingly, fall. you fucking beat me down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd have shoved you. Exactly. But see, but see it's Petey Crack. Petey's like the the lower totem pole. Yeah, you know what? I got to admit, in that so video, he, he was turning Beanie. around yeah, he, in he that video making sure. Well, he kept turning around making sure that Beanie was in the picture. That he wasn't. I swear to God, you could watch. He did this like to make sure he wasn't in front of Beanie. He kept looking over his shoulder. So he's probably, he's probably feeling the, the, the rubbing and loving. Yeah, that shit crazy, yeah. man. Psst, Beanie's gay, though. Anyway. Let's hit up the rundown, man. Yeah. The rundown. Shit, we had my, shit, my man, what was it? Salazar kicked it off. Oh, that shit was MIA. crazy. Shit was classic, man. And he's got another track out there that he submitted. Yep. And we're, we'll play it. Yep. it. It was approved. That one will be coming up later. That will be coming up later. Yeah, my man Jay Rose with the track I'm Still Here. Yes. Fire cut right there. We had the City Slickers. The Takeover. With the Takeover, man. That track right there was nuts, too. I'm feeling the hell out of that one. And then fourth, we had Kane, the Dead Man Walking. That shit remind me of some flat music, dog. That was man. It was a lot like Fucking it. Fucking murder music. That shit. It's was... slow, but you when he started stepping it up, that shit was hot. And last man, smelly bitches and money. The track beats fucking <laughs> sick on there, man. Documentary. The, yeah, exactly. The lyrics are crazy. <laughs> and of course today we ain't gotta announce cities because you know where the fuck they was from, man. Three oh five. Mia, yo baby, yes, sir. Stand up, man. We'll be back at y'all in a couple of weeks with fucking... Houston. Houston. Yes. yes We're sir. working on DJ 5000 Watts. If you're listening to this, buddy. Yes. We're going to be Get at, at us, man. Yes. Chopping and screw it. We're doing all that shit out of Houston, man. Check out... What's my DJ name? Mike 5000 Watts. Yeah. And check out Scratchville.com. Yes. The hottest mixes over yes. there, man. HipHopDirectory.com. What's good, James? Got the hottest shit. Anything you're looking for on hip-hop, man, you can find it over there. Smoothbeats.com. Big shout-out to the homie Adam playing the best mix of hip-hop 24-7 over there. If you want to get at us, myspace.com slash hoodhype. YouTube.com slash hoodhype. No, fuck YouTube. Fuck oh, YouTube. We never, we didn't. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Fuck them, fuck them. They okay. killed our account. Fuck them. I thought Times we had 10. it back. No, Negative. fuck right. them for the fucking well, bulldog and Akon bullshit. Uh, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. And, uh, yeah, and we touched on that. Go last straight week. to school. fucking shit. Yeah, you seen she, in some, she got another video, like a video for her at the club again since oh. then. Who, that little hooker? Yeah, she is up in there popping something she was. awful. Dude, she talk, shut up. You looked at that. You looked at I that. You were like. Thing three times. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, I'm not an old fucking pervert. That shit was like. Yes. She was. It's all true. She needs some parental guidance. Yeah, yeah, man. We'll post that in the fucking blog entry for this episode, too. That shit was fucking nice. Yeah, man. Hoodhype.com slash pickspot. Go over there. Check that out. That website is fucking nuts, man. No, it's hoodhype.pickspot.com. You just don't have it in the notes. Sorry, man. No, actually, it is here. I just oh. can't read. It keeps <laughs> drinking too much. No, no. Yeah. The stereotype keeps going and going. What's the stereotype? Black what's the stereotype? Can't read. Oh, this bullshit. <laughs> we fucking with you. <laughs> what am I? Why would I get offended? I'm the white guy, man. What the fuck you talking about? You ripping yeah, on yourself. I can read. I don't know about you. <laughs> well, I read my way on the way over here. I could read the street signs, and I got all the way over here without stopping. I read all the spray paints on the walls. <laughs> Xbox gamer tags, man. Major 517, JMAC 248, 
for Reddick, man. Yo, I'm gonna have to get starting back to smell like pussy, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. He called you out last episode. Yeah. Still ain't seen your homeboy. And he be on there playing every day, playing the computer. Who the fuck played the computer? Pussy. If that you got the bitch. internet, yeah. that was his bitch one time going at you like Man. that. Pussy. That, was, that couldn't have been him because or. or. Or she took the box or something. Something, dog, man. I'm calling you out, man. Let's game up, man. What's if name? you beat me, I'm going to let him know. His name is Fredic. Fredic. He a Cavs fan, man. So I had to get message after message when the Pistons lost to the motherfuckers. Oh, man, he wouldn't leave me alone. Do it. Do it. Now man. he don't want to play. He a Cavs fan, huh? Yeah, man. Hmm. Yeah, you, you know <laughs> we feel about them. Hey, ain't there a fight going on tonight, by the way? Oh, uh, yeah. Vernon Forrest fight, man. I hope that shit don't put me in a coma. <laughs> if, it's like, if it's like last week, Bernard Hopkins bullshit, I ain't watching, man. Yeah, I heard but, that was garbage. Actually, yeah, you said it was garbage. Fucking trash, man. Hit up the hype line, 313-406-7577. Major at hoodhype.com. And J-Mac no, at no hoodhype.com. And fro. And fro. P-H-R. Wait, how's it go? Oh, uh. <laughs> no, it's an ara. Ara. P-H-R-O-A. At hoodhype.com, man. That's it, baby. M-I-A, man. It's been Fuck blind lovely people. covering Fuck, y'all city. Fuck blind Yeah, people. one more shot against blind people, man. Oh, that's painful. Oh, well. Yeah, we gonna they never saw we don't coming. Care. We're not censored. <laughs> anyway. Shit, man. That's about yeah, it, man. Any last words, baby? The no. censors are in the building. Take good, take it easy, uh, 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 Miami. It was it was a good visit. Stay classy. Great place. <laughs> <laughs> we catch y'all in Houston, baby. Yo! Houston. Houston where there's chop and screw. Look at, look at, you didn't stop it. Hey, motherfucker. Ha, 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 ha.